0: When you go around introducing yourselves, hello, my name is Maria Clara. Like, people will think, oh, okay, I think you're a kind of girl who's uh, fragile, who's sensitive, who's very soft-spoken. I'm like, no, actually, I'm a criminologist. I'm like, what? That's like, that's, that's like the primary shock that people will show towards you. Like, number one, you're a woman. Secondly, your name Maria Clara.
1: Happy Monday, everyone! Welcome, welcome to Gatuang Filipina, a safe space for you to listen and be heard. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by Hiraya Filipina. I am Clarine Faith Locke, or your Sunshine Cleo, and I am the founder of Hiraya Filipina and your host in this podcast. Okay, it is finally March. Can you believe it? But it's actually good news because it is International Women's Month. So, it is our time to shine, ladies! That is why I am so stoked, so, so stoked for you to tune in to this episode because I got to converse with Binibining Maria Clara. Love it! And if you guys don't know yet, Hiraya Pilipinas theme for the month is Hashtag Women. And we just actually launched a new statement key which is Babaguhin ko ang iyong kahulugan ng babae. And it is actually inspired by the story of our guest for today. Clara is a licensed criminologist, safety officer, security practitioner, creative writer, and a social justice advocate. Her other part-time hobbies include makeup, cosplay, and martial arts. Because with all honesty, she is such a well-rounded woman who is... All in for diversity. And alam nyo guys, actually sobrang dami kong natutuhan from our kwentuhan at sobrang excited na ako na mapakinggan nyo ang episode na ito at matuto rin mula kay Minibining Maria Clara. Sana may mga matang mabuksan din habang pinakikinggan ang episode na ito. So without further ado, here's our kwentuhan. Hi Clara, thank you so much once again for accepting our invitation and welcome to Cuen Pilipina. I'm so excited, I'm so honored po actually to Talk with you because, shampre, graduating palam birang ako na senior high and naglalakop yeah. talaga kayo. Sobrang naka kahit nung nabasa ko palam pu yung kwento yon. And I feel like our listeners for today. And kahit ako, I merong matututuhan. So thank you, po.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. Such an honor to be here as well, actually, because I was trying to share what I know. I didn't realize that at some point people find some aspects of what I've been through as an inspiration. So, you know, it's very empowering to share this also. So I look forward to how our episode will be going this evening.
1: Yay, thank you so Yay. much. Bro. Okay, so um, just for our listeners to know, and I think you've also shared it on your Instagram post on hashtag Quentong Hiraya, Pilipina. Um, Miss Clara here is a criminologist. That's your job. Yep, that's right? true. Yes, <laughs> and I think you've also mentioned on your Instagram post that you felt like people have always had narrow perspectives of what it means to be a criminologist. And in your words, all brawn, no brains.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually true because um, uh, as of right now, um, a lot of people still have this preconception that when you're a criminologist, you're a police officer, you're a cop. And we have to admit that these days, the police force is seen as anything but the protector. So, you know, I, I'm glad to have this opportunity to debunk that myth that criminologists are cops. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things we can be. Like, for example, uh, we also do forensics. Uh, that's something people might be familiar with. So we do the lab work, like scrutinizing evidence down to the tiniest detail. We also do private investigations and we also do law. So a number of criminologists out there are also taking law so you will see you in court and then there are some like me who are working in the security sector so that's private security so yeah there are some of us who aren't strictly within the tribunal or working in the department of justice while they are very common selections for criminologists and criminologists to be i'd like to expand the concept of criminology as a whole it's a rising science and even the field of criminology is expanding since it's very multidisciplinary. We're also uh, leaning more into social work, alternative forms of restorative justice and all that stuff. So
1: it's a very interesting concept to work with as well. Uh, thank you so much. I think our listeners are also glad to um, really know what's even mm-hmm. more of, you know about being a criminologist rather than just being a cop like oh, now, sinabi mo So, yeah, now that we've cleared that up, I think another stereotype is that a criminologist is the job for a guy for a boy (laughs) and you as a woman you have this kind of work for. so how does it feel like to be constantly faced with the society's perspective or opinion of you being a woman in this line of work that is absolutely
0: true and this is always an interesting conversation to have and sometimes the answers are never the same like for example um First walking into the College of Criminal Justice Education, people will think I walked into the wrong college. Like, are you sure you're not in tourism? Are you not from HRM? Are you not an architecture student? Like, no, I'm studying criminology. Um, Throughout the course, I like had to, I want to be here and I'm constantly going to have to prove it well sometimes that extends into the professional life like personally it does but i know there are also lots of women out there who feel like they have to be constantly proving themselves or fighting for a spot to be in this field um i think it just extends a little bit more for me because when you go around introducing yourselves hello my name is maria clara like people will think oh okay i think you're a kind of girl who's a fragile, who's sensitive, who's very soft-spoken. I'm like, no, actually, I'm a criminologist. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. That's like, that's, that's like the primary shock that people will show towards you. Like, number one, you're a woman. Secondly, you're named Maria Clara. (laughs) So we know that this allusion that Rizal put in his novel, No about what the ideal woman of the past was like, and then here we have somebody who's named Maria Clara, who's almost anything but that. Um, I like this afternoon. I saw the post that were just dis- uh, about the not Maria Clara shirt that I love so much. Um, it that fil- real Filipinas are multi-dimensional and I couldn't be more called out by that post because yes, I stand by this. This is like. I can live by this. I stand behind this so much. Like, a woman can be both feminine, a woman can be tough, can be sweet, you can be fierce. And in this field, uh, it helps to be a bit of both. Like, there are aspects of the approach that you have to be sweet, you have to take your time with, and there are also times where you have to be assertive. And I think uh, I've used as much as possible the Um, prejudice people have about the name Maria Clara to my advantage. So I see you putting me into this box. Watch me surprise you. And it works every time. Especially in public gatherings and people are asking you what it is you do for a living. And I'm like, I work in security. Would you put your security in my (laughs) hands? So it's like, okay. People will think with the name Maria Clara, you're not capable of protecting yourself. What more of protecting others? So it's like, well, this is the part where I prove you wrong. So sit down and just watch. And you always surprise people with that. That's something I'd encourage everyone to do. Don't let people's doubt weigh you down. Use this as the springboard. It's like a slingshot. This doubt is pulling you back. Use it for the boost to shoot you
1: forward so um now that you you've mentioned earlier that this type of opinion towards you even started no college pa po kayo hindi lang na yung nasa work kayo, but ni sinabi niya na pumunta lang kayo sa building and people are na, are were wondering um kung nasa wrong building ba kayo. so um simula po ba talaga bata kayo like you've always had this strong charisma that you know seemed to surprise people well i wouldn't
0: say that it's uh it's something that was a uh, beginning from when I was much younger I wouldn't say it has been because I I'd like to think that when I was like a younger student that I was just laying low but I did like being the center of attention but I didn't realize until much later how I could use it to my advantage like uh it was you know growing up you were in Uh, young age, it's always full of growth, you're feeling awkward. And sometimes you don't even realize how awkward you are in your growing phase until so many years later. Like, I get in touch with some friends from high school, and then almost all of us are like, we're cringing at what we were like as high school. And then, you know, growing up, going through college and realizing that, okay, we're going to face the real world now. We have to accept that, the experiences we shared in the past made us who we are now. And, you know, even though we took separate paths, we surprised each other into what we've become. And, you know, yeah, not a lot of people would expect someone like me to take this field. But it's, you know, you never, you're almost never what you expected to be when you were much younger. So while you have the capability to let your life surprise people, You should
1: also let life surprise you a little bit.
0: Okay, I love that.
1: (laughs) So when did it start? When did you feel like, all right, I I want to take this. I want my life to have this purpose in line with my advocacy. when, When did that light bulb moment happen?
0: I don't think I had a specific light bulb moment. It's more like a, how would you say it? It's like, it's slowly glowing the electricity is surging into the light bulb i never actively made the decision to get into the criminal justice field um it started when i was in high school you know how they have those career assessment exams that will help you make a choice in life it showed up there um Uh, one of the options were like a teacher or a lawyer or an investigator. And that's that's really what caught my eye because I knew, nah, I don't think I can be a teacher. I already knew for myself that I don't have the patience to educate others. But that was me before. As you can see now, I am very eager to share what I know with others. And then I got into looking for schools. And initially, my family was very apprehensive of, are you sure you want to take criminology? And then it didn't make sense to me until much later that I grew up watching shows like Totally Spies, Kim Possible, these things like, I don't know, they played a massive part in what I wanted to be when I grew up. And then when I was in high school, I had a massive love for comics and all these superheroes and these stories from tragic backstories to how they became defenders and protectors and stuff. And those are all factors that accumulated to how I developed as a person, how I grew in my advocacy and basically how I learned to uh, apply the things I learned in the academic and professional field and sharing this into perspectives that other people don't know about. So I think that the light bulb moment that really struck was when I finally got to the point of comparing perspectives, like, for example, I meet somebody from an education, an education background and they, they acknowledge the fact that they think all criminologists are cops. So I'm like, okay, well, here's what you don't know. We can, maybe we can come to a point where we agree that there are things we didn't know about our respective fields, but this is the chance we have to share it and to clear up any misconceptions that we may have. And when it comes to advocacy, um, I wouldn't really know when I became an uh, active advocate for empowerment. But I distinctly remember the first time that I was uh, sh- I was selected to share these kinds of conversations. Um, it was in college, and for the first time ever in. La Dasma's history, we were able to push for a Gender Equality Week. So not only was that an, ad, was, was that only, um, an avenue for pride for our LGBTQIA and for our, uh, we also, that was also a week for women empowerment and also a week to debunk toxic masculinity. So one of the members of the Universal Student Council came up to me and asked me if I would stand to be the spokesperson for women empowerment. So I didn't realize that day how much it would mean to future me about expanding and sharing what I know about being an inspiration, basically. Like, okay, so I'm just going to share what I think women can be in this society, but I didn't, know until like recently until hiraya gave me the platform to share these experiences so i'm also very thankful that i get to meet with you and you're elevating these stories for us to share with each other so So, i think it's also a good thing to point out that uh these days people think empowerment is a dangerous thing because it means taking power from someone else and giving it to another. Which is entirely not true. That's something I always like to highlight about the term empowerment in general. Like, women empowerment isn't about taking power from men, it's about sharing this power with women.
1: Yung rights natin hindi siya parang pai na kapag may kinua sa na kalahati eh ka kana. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. Forgot,
0: right. <laughs> it's pretty much like that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, in a general sense, like, I feel like lots of, uh, you know, are, I w- I, it's kind of off to say that the ultra-conservatives of the upholders or the of the patriarchy think that way, that empowering a woman makes you less of a man, yeah. which really isn't true. I mean, this society, the development that we're going through as a human race, demands for everyone to hustle, you know? So, yeah, that's something we all we all go through it's it's not just about your pride anymore it's about survival as a whole
1: yeah. and um thank you so much i've learned a lot from that and just like Wom, well, you've mentioned earlier you you surprise people and you love surprising people and you love educating them and i think that's a really nice way for you to share what you know with other people and for their eyes to be opened so that's a really great thing right and um, looking at that perspective, when people are able to know you and siguro iniisip ng listeners natin ngayon, no? kahit pa baano ay namamangha ang mga tao sa ginagawa mo at just just by you doing what you do, nabibigyan ng tao ng ibang perspective sa magagawa pa ng isang babae. Diba? Kasi... Absolutely. Yes. And um, how does it feel like... And have you had an experience like that, na capable ka pala sa pagbabago ng perspective ng isang tao?
0: Well, actually, I can literally name one point where that's okay. the, there's like there's no lines to read in between because that's literally what I was told. Um, this happened in the Philippine Model Congress. I think the year was twenty seventeen. So basically, the Philippine Model Congress is where young people. Lots of students. Uh, they come together. Uh, the event was held in Kong, in the Senate. So these are people who are who are openly involved in discussions. So we were talking about uh, some perspectives regarding domestic violence, and then uh, I. It was during a few debates, and then I spoke up, and then people were so surprised to f- find out that this. This delegate on stage wearing her Filipiniana is coming from a criminologist background. So like we mentioned earlier, lots of people really think that when you're a criminologist or a criminology student, they think you're all brawn and no brains. But when I stood there and I discussed these, what can be improved with an eloquence that you wouldn't expect to find from somebody who's allegedly supposed to be upholding the law and only the law to be that. Like, I will admit that there is a lack of criminologists in the field of diplomacy and policymaking. So that's what uh, causes a bit of disruption in terms of enforcing some of the legislatures we have. So that day when I spoke up, I gave a voice to the side of criminology and law enforcement. Uh, someone, a delegate, also walked up to me later in the day and said, you have changed my mind about criminologists. And like, I stood there stunned for like half a second and realized, I can't stop here. I have changed the mind of one person and I cannot stop here. You know, because it's like, sometimes you will feel like okay i can't make an impact on anyone on anything but then even just a small flicker like one slight change in the tide you realize you can that's the most important moment where you realize you can't stop here you have to do more there is so much work to be done
1: yes you feel me No mo ang mga mata at ang isip ng taong 'to magagawa mo pa siya sa iba at sa marami pang tao.
0: Yes, that exactly. So it's like okay, and you know that like um sure, you can change the mind of one person. What if this person tells other people what you did for them? Like, hey, did you know I met this one person who changed my mind about these things? And like it goes on and on. It's an it's a basically it's a tidal effect that increases as time goes on. So it's very, you know, it's like have faith in the smallest changes you can make in society and in the systems that surround you.
1: Um, here are theme for the month of March, since I think we will be posting this on March one. Sacto March one yon. It's a Monday. Yeah. Um, the theme for the month is redefining women. Redefining women, and as you know, the text in our shirt. I think we should also advertise <laughs> our collab. Yes, we might as well. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, the text on our shirt is "Babaguhin ko ang iyong kahulugan ng babae," right? And absolutely great to highlight that. And Miss Maria Clara is the best example for that and we're so grateful because you've shared this story and now we have this advocacy so for you since that's the theme it's about redefining women for miss maria clara what does it mean to be a woman
0: well to be a woman is to be a catalyst of change um you know how i mentioned earlier that the woman was defined by the earliest Maria Clara we know, which is the softest, most fragile and soft-spoken version of Maria Clara that we know from No Tangere. So we know that redefining women is an advocacy that I take to name, to heart. And to soul, like you know, so I spell my Clara with a K. Sometimes people ask me, Are you a Kardashian? Why are you spelling your name with a K? And I'm like, Well, it's I like, didn't exactly choose this, but we're working with it. So what more? I mean, how I'm not saying that this was a destiny for me, but you know, I just think I can also use it to an advantage. Because what more of a more fitting theme for someone to try and redefine the Filipina, then who's sharing the name Maria Clara. Right? So it's, you know, it's kind of like a modernization. But it is way overdue that we upgrade the definition of a woman.
1: To be a woman is just like what you said, to be a catalyst of change because I don't know how to para sa it. to speak of to speak of it. to speak to do Yes, and it's time to not set women in a box na ito lang sa mm-hmm. at ito lang ang natin gawin because we can define what it means to be a woman and I think iba-iba ang definition nito sa bawat babae dahil iba-iba ang kaya natin gawin at, Yes, absolutely Right, and mm-hmm. marami, pa, marami pa tayong maaaring gawin at nakaka... Ang to sa pakiramdam that when girls come together, it's just like magical things happen.
0: <laughs> yes, we can do it. It's like, you know, that, posy, that poster of Rosie the Riveter. I know, that's like an American thing. But she's right. We can do it. And to think that uh, redefining the role of a woman isn't just a present thing. We know that there are icons in Philippine history yeah. who have defied the classical definition of a Filipina woman. There's always, you know, Gabriela Silam, there's Miriam Defensor Santiago. These names will go forever in history as the women who challenge the concept of femininity in the Philippines. Period.
1: <laughs> and actually, I just read the is run to win, ang sabi is that every time a woman runs for office or even just pushed herself to lead, it makes it easier for the next woman in line. So, we really assure the women who stood up in the past and to the women who continue to stand up in the present because the future is very bright and although alam natin na hindi na magiging madali ang lahat but at least we're trying.
0: Yes. It always, it always matters that we try. So, you know, it's always, it's always building up. Like sometimes you have to think that, okay, uh, I might not have been able to achieve this goal right now, but someone after me will have it easier and they can continue this legacy that we're working on. So it's important to Sometimes we have to look at the bigger picture, even if it costs us a little more than we were willing to give in the first place. Yes.
1: Because sometimes hindi man natin makikita yung effect ng ginagawa natin in the present, but it will be seen, it will be felt in the future. Lalo na kapag pinapamasama na ang maliliit na actions na ginagawa natin. Yes. That's exactly it. <laughs> so um, this one question is actually namin to tinatanong sa kwentuhan Pilipina because we believe that your why having your why W-H-Y is very important so for you, what empowers you to do what you do and go beyond the society's definition of a woman, like what is your why, why do you do it why do you continue to stand for what you think is right, even though it's it's kind of hard. Sometimes you won't succeed. What, what enables you to do it still?
0: Uh, what empowers me, what enables me, I think, it is the pure dedication to, let's say, protecting the innocent. And um, speaking up for those who can't speak for themselves. Um, I've come to that realization recently, like a few years ago, that... I've come from a point of privilege in life and seeing as how there are so many who either don't know how to have themselves heard in society or uh, have their voice but aren't listened to. So it helps to be there for them. You do not They might not know that they need you or they might think they don't need you, but paving the way for these people who need the help That's important because um, if no one's going to speak up for them and if no one's going to listen for them, how are things going to change? Especially for women, I don't know why we're still considered like um, a different kind of sector. Um, I understand that there are factors that make us biologically different. But when it comes to looking at how women are now, that... Um, there, we have our non binary sisters, our trans sisters. Um, those gender roles, sometimes they just don't fit into, uh, sometimes they challenge the margins of what being a woman is. And that's something that needs to be talked about more. It needs to be um, understood because people think that this is something that people are against because it takes away their privilege which really isn't true so right now the why is about giving them the voice that they need to be heard and understand by everyone else who doesn't understand why they need to be protected
1: i love that kind of why and that kind of empowerment (laughs) And I think, just um, yung mga napulot ko lang po sa mga sinabi nyo. Uh, um, totoo yun eh, na, kap- na ang sarap gamitin yung privilege mo into good use, right? And to yeah. up for those who can't. And also, aside from that, I think it's also very empowering kapag maliban sa nabuksan mga mata ng isang tao, nab- nabigyan mo rin siya ng boses. At... Natulungan mo rin siya na mag-speak up na rin for herself or himself and also for other yep. people. Because kaya mm-hmm. sabi natin kanin- kanina pa, siyang domino effect na. Nakapag may isa yes. na mas na- matapang na nagsalita. Um, it gives people the courage as well to speak up now and it goes on.
0: <laughs> right on the nose. That's how it should be.
1: Yes and uh, we also defined earlier na uh, ang rights natin is hindi share lang natin sa lalaki sa mga sa mga kalalakian and hindi natin tinatanggal yan sa kanila right and i think that's yep. being a feminist is about feminism by definition is the belief in full social economic and political equality for men and women and Mm-hmm. Feminist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, actually, but you know, I'm not sure if this is, a. I wouldn't say it's controversial, but it's something that's a lot less discussed, but mm-hmm. men do need feminism too, yeah. but I think I'm coming more from the aspect of, I know so many guys, like lots of my friends, are Uh you know, they're crumbling, they're hanging in there, they're hanging on for dear life as victims of the patriarchy in the sense of toxic masculinity. So, you know, I mean, the extreme part of the patriarchy looks down on women so much and upholds men to this standard that it's becoming such an incredible pressure for them too. So, you know, like, as a feminist, we have to acknowledge that sometimes men aren't the enemy like they're being boxed into their circumstances they're being pressured to uh be inconsistent levels of this kind of machismo or like you know they're being buff and all that like they have to be the main provider they have to be strong they can't show weakness they can't cry so that's like fellas brothers fathers uncles grandfathers we're here for you i understand you i know that you're human and between you and me gender aside we need emotional release as well yes so yes Yes. i think you need feminism too you can call yourself the feminist because the challenge of redefining women is not only a woman's task the way a man treats his woman, his girlfriend, his mother, his sister, his aunt, his grandmother, speaks for him. But again, like the domino effect we mentioned earlier, this speaks volumes into society as a whole.
1: Yes, we both agree that men should be feminists as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because, yes. um, and the, of course, kind stereotypes types sa kababaihan meron din sa kanila and we understand yeah. of course but for all the men who are listening right now in what way do you think they can contribute to redefine women in our society
0: i mean okay so like i said i'm uh, as a woman in a field predominantly male uh, there are a lot of times that you will feel like that okay, you're a woman, you don't know you know you don't know how this is you don't you can't knock down a bad guy. I mean you know you've you so as people who've seen me when I was in college, people would think that, okay, so you're just going to stand there and the bad guys are going to ask you to arrest them just to be around you and look at you. I'm like, well, okay, well, that's gonna make my job easy, but you know that's that that's just the joke I mean that's kind of like. A compliment that's not a compliment, you know? Like, they're saying that you look you look pretty enough to subdue someone just by smiling. But that also says you're not strong enough to take them down when the going gets rough. So, it's
1: a backhanded compliment.
0: <laughs> yes, it's a backhanded compliment. So, you know, I'm just being the good girl for a while, you just smile and laugh and brush it off. But then deep inside, you're like, no. Like I said, I'm fighting for my place here. I will prove to you that I can handle it here. So, in this field, you will come across people who are going to undermine you. It's not that I'm asking for the challenge, but you know, you appreciate every moment, you grab every chance because um, when men treat you like an inferior, you have to stop and think about it for a minute. Um, See, where you can work around it and even if they don't feel like you're doing it the way they see it there is um a way that you can improve things like there's um i don't know there's a different feminine creativity to doing things differently than a man does you know because they will look down on you even 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 not in my field um when it comes to daily interactions, when you're going through like a public commute and then they're going to be pushing around each other, and like as a woman, you're going they feel like you're going to be left around in the dust. That's how it feels a lot. And the way men can do their part in improving life for feminists everywhere, even themselves, is to obviously do their part in making it easier. like, Treat them with basic respect. Treat them the way you want to be treated. Because that's something that's missing a lot in how I see social interactions among men. Like, you know, I mean, there's always the locker room talk. That doesn't go away. As a woman, sometimes you have to level with them. When you're in a field like mine where you have to be one of the boys sometimes, that doesn't go away. But for men to do their part in redefining what it means to be a woman you have to keep in mind that they're a family member. That's something I feel like is a very common tip for everyone, like uh, if you're a man and you're this woman is a stranger to you, you treat her as if she's your sister, she's your aunt, because she's definitely someone's wife, someone's girlfriend, someone's sister. So how would you feel if something bad happened to her because you didn't take that into consideration?
1: Aside from that perspective as well, I think men should start thinking of women just just like an equal human being. <laughs> You're right, you know. Mm-hmm. You know the yeah. Human decency. Um, yes, that's it. Yes, and uh, kaya tingi mo pa na kung um, ko yan or pano sister ko yan? because if you have the perspective and you know nata orinto you do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thing, right yes it's
0: something it's kind of something you know like meeting halfway if you don't if if a man doesn't want to be treated like if they don't want to be boxed into like this uh, super macho ultimate male figure thing they have to start treating women as this they don't have they have to stop treating women like the most fragile thing on the earth mm. like if you Help. We help each other. You know, it doesn't. It's not a one-way street. Like, like I mentioned earlier, treating a woman like a decent person, treating a woman with respect, doesn't make you any less of a man.
1: Kaya Pero nga um, na. May mga nagugulat pa rin kapag um, ang babae na ang nan libre sa lalaki or I mean sobrang babaw na ah, pero like in a relationship kapag they, they treat each other equally and they buy each other gifts like akala kasi ng 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 society natin ang lalaki ang palaging provide. but women can also absolutely
0: provide. that's so true yes exactly because like um, I used to uh i used to go out with someone who was really against me paying the bill like okay i'll pay the bill this time you can pay the next time and then they're like no it's like okay is your ego shattered or something just because i have money on my wallet yeah. but i like you know i'm not gonna object because if you want to spend your money on me that's okay but i'm you know this is just fair i'm buying you food if you buy me food that's the word <laughs> it's just that kind of fair. <laughs> It's fair. It's social justice. This is gender equality, man.
1: <laughs> yes, and uh, agad ang aga, I mean, sa simple example niya kahit mababosya, dun nade siya nakita eh, sa malililit na situations, de ba? Yes. So, hindi naman kila ng malaki ang impact because impact yep. be felt even in the smallest ways. And, That's true. Clara, we're already down to the last question. Alright. Like so fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already come a long way, just like what we've mentioned earlier, because powerful women in the past have really tried pero and of course into the present. And of course, mirami pareng marami, pa ring, marami pa ring tayong magagawa, marami parentayo tayong solution, marami pang to fill in. um, What is your message with that? What is your message to the young girls, to the young women who are listening right now at Quintuang Pilipina and maybe they're also dreaming of bringing impact to the world?
0: Okay, well, when you phrase it that way, it's kind of like, um, in a way, it's kind of like you're, you're also asking, if you were talking to a younger version of yourself, what would you say? And that's like, okay, so I wasn't ready to answer it like that. But if I were in a position wanting to make change, but unable to see any avenues to make it big, it doesn't have to be. Um there are ways that you can make change that are seemingly small but you know how the metaphors are if you throw a pebble in the water the ripples that cause just go on and on and the momentum never goes away so you don't stop even if you feel like there's nothing you're doing just being there and making yourself stronger is enough because you will never know what life will throw at you There is nothing that will be in your way that you can't overcome. That's been proven and tested. I'm sure everyone you ask will say that there was a moment in their life where they felt like it was the end, but they're still here and they're hanging on. Um, For a young woman who has big dreams, take it one day at a time. It's always good to have a bigger picture of, what impact you want to make in the world, but you can't expect this to happen overnight. You will have to progress. It's always going to be hard work. There will always be adversaries. But remember, your strongest enemy will only be yourself. And if there are any young men who are listening to this podcast as well, I will also say, I'm expecting you to grow to grow up into a fine man with respect for women who will understand that God created Eve because he knew Adam couldn't do it alone. So treat every woman you know with respect and be thankful. I know there are biological differences, but in society, the playing field is so even. You can't even.
1: <laughs> Oh, I see like... The message is also for me. <laughs> it's for
0: everyone. I feel like I'll I'll listen, I'll tune back in someday and listen to myself. Like, wow, okay, I can't believe I said this once. I have to hold on to this and keep going.
1: <laughs> and that's it for our kuntuhan. Sana ay nag-enjoy kayo sa pagkiniig. Sana ay marami rin natutuhan gaya ko at na marami na tutuhan din. And sana talaga ay may mga matang labuksan sa mga sinabi ni Miss Clara. Thank you so. Much much, Guys, for listening, please if you enjoyed this episode, please spread the word. Take a screenshot wherever you are, Kung nasa YouTube man kayo or Spotify. Take a screenshot and post it in your stories. Tag us at Your Sunshine Cleo and at Kwentuhang Pilipina. Tag your Instagram is Clara. She is at BB Maria Clara on Instagram. So once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and see you next Monday for another episode here at Kwentuhang Pilipina.